0: And we're back. Welcome to No Direction Beyond, your source for Starfinder news, reviews, and interviews. I'm Alexander Agounis, No Direction's Everyman Gamer, and I'm joined, as always, by the two most intrepid Starfinders this side of the galaxy, Vanessa Hoskins and James Bowden. I just totally stole their thunder. I'm so You sorry. did. My thunder is stolen. You know, but I, know, I knew-
1: I used code switch. I knew you were going to smoke
0: on. Oh, well- Well, that's the problem. I told our listeners because they already knew what you were going to say. I've seen into the future. It's a doomed future.
1: It's not like that's what we say at the beginning of every episode and we introduce ourselves and you're like, I bet they're going to say their names.
0: Well, but that's, isn't that the beauty of it? I subtly changed all the words that I chose for this episode. This, if, because I've seen the future and I know exactly what to do this time through some cosmic event, I've come to understand the ebb and flow of time to agree that only a select few can.
2: Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a lot of power to gain like a moment.
0: Yeah. Right. Listen, you, you missed a really great episode. Uh, and then V and I had to like do an emergency super double episode. We gained, yeah. so, we gained, we gained a full level of experience. I am unstoppable now. Oh, so much. Sad I missed out. That's okay. That means that you have to fight a higher level threat, which means you'll level up faster. That's that's at least how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let, let's talk about this week's higher level threat, which is Starfinder's newest class. Uh, we are talking the precog today, which we had Thurston Hillman on to like, pitch this class to us like forever yes. ago, right?
1: Yes, forever ago. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. God. Months. Thur- Thurston is great. And also he heard we were doing this and was like, please don't destroy my baby. And we were like, we're going to destroy all the babies. Oh, no, we're
1: going to destroy it. Certainly. Um, So
2: that's the point. I mean,
1: a breakdown is literally to give the class itself a breakdown, an existential crisis, like not a person, not just Thurston. We want to give the we're going to break the class down.
0: Exactly. If we don't break the class down, were we really trying? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Well, wow. I think the, we're terrible people. Yeah, <laughs> we, we really we really are. But uh, why don't we give everybody what they want, which is an absolute breakdown of this class? Um, to start, the precog is a spellcasting class, and it's actually something we haven't seen in a while. It uses like the really low witch warper and technomancer progression. So yep. it's got five hit points, five stamina points, six hit point, six plus intelligence skill points at first level. Tons and of skill it's got points, a, yeah yeah and it's got a pretty good uh, array it's got acrobatics bluff culture diplomacy mysticism perception piloting profession Piling, yeah. sense motive and stealth all a very good combo yes. um i think the first place where this class becomes weird is with its key ability score would you two agree
1: oh yeah its key ability is dex as a caster and you might think well maybe it doesn't affect its spells but guess what it sure does
0: <laughs> well that's that's the thing in the playtest it was a dex caster and yeah. now in the final book it's an intelligence caster I thought it was so dex key... I swear no, it it's a... says dex no, Oh you know what an... threw me
1: off It's bow it's yeah. both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like it's key score is Dex and Dex is used for everything the class gets except for its spell casting which is intelligence based. Uh apparently that was a big uh selling yeah. point in the playtest. Uh I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to be real mean and say cowards.
2: Howards.
0: Well, here, no, no, no,
1: I, I agree with it. Now, I think it would be way cooler if Dex was there, but I agree with this choice. I, the reason I got thrown off is because there's a sentence that says, "Unlike your spells per day, the number of spells you know isn't affected by your Dex modifier." And as I skimmed it, I forgot about the intelligence part. I was sort of like trying to just refresh my my brain before things. That's how we do here. We we cram just like in school, um, and. As I was going through, I saw that and I was like, oh, did they keep Dex? Because I thought they didn't. But you're right. I see Intelligence Modifier for DCs. Here's the thing. Dex Mm -hmm. is already the everything stat. Mm -hmm. It's always been in D20 systems. And it's something that they just keep trying to pull away from. But being fast is so much better than being good. Uh, Like, if, (laughs) if you're strong... It, you know fine it, the fast person will just dodge you and then like punch you in the kidneys or something uh, if if you're if you're smart uh, that's great but if they're so fast they're on top of you before you can get a plan together it doesn't matter if you're wise and you're not even there around the fast person good job you already lost by running away uh, I mean there's just like there's nothing that fast can't beat it it affects so many different things it affects your to hit with guns which is the way that they intended Starfinder to be run <laughs> Um, but it can also affect <laughs> melee weapons
0: if they're operative In, intended uh, yeah intended uh, unless, you, unless you go to the Philly Lodge where everybody is a martial character with a 16 strength um, uh, those dashkos uh it turns out that dex turns into jelly a do- go i don't know about
1: that i don't know about i am a i am i am a forever dex builder and every single time i've tried to build like a strength-based melee character or like something i always end up with a dex character always 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 <laughs>
2: uh that that that's a lack of vision you know you got it. You around there. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> you're just. i don't see how this can work I just gotta give it more decks. It's, it's a repetition. Nice you gotta expand your horizons and willing, be willing to get beaten up so that you can beat up other people,
0: right? And Wait. you know what else is really good at expanding horizons? Witch warpers. Yeah, they are. But so is the precog. Oh, one of the things oh my they gosh. get. <laughs> one of the things they get. I knew that was. Have, a, I
1: knew that was yeah, an you, ill-advised segue. That just sounded like an ill-advised segue. <laughs>
0: No, listen, that's 90% of this class. Everything is ill advised. Uh, for example, at first level, you get to pick whether you get advanced melee weapon proficiency, um, long arm proficiency or sniper rifle proficiency for free. And because you get that from your class, you get weapon a specialization with it at third level too. So like if you want right, to be a sure. spell and spell snipe people, go for it. it. I'm sure it'll be great. Really great. Wow. Um, so, uh, I mean, before we get too put off track uh, through us uh, talking all about how Vanessa can't build a strength character. Hey, I wasn't uh,
1: even done ranting, so
0: whatever. <laughs> I still had uh, five
1: minutes left in that rant. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! Well, you know what? Normally, I'm I'm all about filling space with time, but we've got a time class here and not enough space for all of its content. So let's get going. Wow. Wow. I
1: okay, really was really good today. That was actually really good.
0: Okay, you get a you get a point for that one. That was nice. Oh my gosh, I wish this was second edition because the hero points might matter. Um <laughs> yeah. so uh if we go to uh if we go to the class, uh this is another spellcasting class that like mm-hmm. Wants you to, to remember that Starfinder breaks molds because it has a good reflex save instead of a good will save, just like mm-hmm. the Witch Warper does, which is fun. Uh, you get spells at the same progression as every other caster in Starfinder, so yeah. nothing new or special or different there. Real so quick, really one thing that, that
1: worries me because you mentioned the uh, saves, and like they're a spell casting class, and they don't have a good will save, and they don't have a good fort save, and you're like, Well, I'm dex-based, so I'm more likely to shoot people. And I have intelligence-based for my spells. So if I want to be spelly, I'm going to have intelligence, which doesn't affect any saves. Uh-huh. And it seems like you're very likely to have a terrible fort save, an amazing reflex save, and a terrible will save, which is just yes. like, I don't know. I'm okay having, like, one bad save, and you're like, ooh, ooh, I just want to get poisoned. Fortitude's my bad one or something, you know? Like, usually for me, it's will, because I always dump wisdom, because <laughs> it's more fun. Um <laughs> But like, it, there's like nothing to save you, and so their one good save also happens to be your kill- key ability score, and so it's just so topsy turvy. <laughs> that's that's
0: that's the true secret of Starfinder. Uh, spell spells. You don't as spellcasters. You don't cast spells at like marshals or at, at skill characters. You cast them at other spellcasters. They're the only ones with saves low enough to fail. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> So uh, yeah, now um, let's go ahead and look at some of the really cool class features that they get, uh, or should we talk about the spell list? Because both of those are things I, I'm really excited to talk about. The, the spell list is probably the biggest thing that's improved with this class since the playtest. All right, you, you tell me.
2: How is it yeah, the I biggest forget thing? What, what the difference was?
0: So in the basically when a playtest class comes out the only spells it gets are like ones that already exist except for maybe like two or three additional spells. Mm-hmm. So like the, the in the playtest there was like death's door exists there were a couple cantrips like injury echo and uh the 20th level version of wish essentially were like the only real spells that were in that book but the ga- galactic magic has so many new spells and some of them are amazing and some of them are heart- hot garbage but there's more that are amazing <laughs> than that are hot garbage <laughs> um uh one really good example is that uh like this class has a theme of getting other list spells but with a weird twist is kind of the best way to describe the precog so okay. like as an ex- as an example you get a spell called death's door right right death's door is essentially mind thrust Except instead of being a will save, it's a fortitude save, and it does less damage. And it does about half damage at every level compared to a mind thrust. But Mm -hmm. in addition to doing damage, it does strength and dex damage to the target if they fail their saving throw. So you just debuff people and then also smack them. And it's very fun. Uh, It's one of my favorite parts about this class is literally the death store spell. But just because you can make people really old and almost die, you also have blessing of youth which is a new spell that precogs get that is a amazing spell that heals stamina points and gives you a speed boost because you're super young and vibrant, like a a giddy child and are zooming Mm. all over the place. That's Um,
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. And the best part is that both spells are variable level. They go from level one to six, so it can literally be your cornerstone forever. Uh, It's great. Like, um, I think that magic that replenished stamina points was something that was missing from the game and mm-hmm. they kind of like mm-hmm. they 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 kind of gave it to the biohacker but like it was a really terrible version of it where mm-hmm. you could only do it once per rest and it was like nothing and then like they had the medic archetype which is really good yeah. but the medic is in this weird place where the medic can't heal stamina points unless it heals at least one hit point of damage so like it wasn't very reliable unless you're Dustin Knight and carry around needles and just acupuncture people until you can use that <laughs> ability on them. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) You laugh, Dustin absolutely does that in *Teenage Wasteland*. Oh my god! He runs around, he runs around with needles, and he pokes them for one damage until they're one damage below their maximum hit points, and then his doctor archetype ability activates. It's really funny. Oh, that's so
2: silly. Oh, it's super silly. Uh, oh my god. That's like a pre like you need a pre existing addition for like medical approval. <laughs> that quite enough for, for this procedure. No, oh I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Ma'am, you're you're not hurt enough. Hold on. I'm just gonna poke you with this needle. Nope, still not hurt enough. Would you, would you like to I, qualify? I know it hurts. Just just hold still. It'll only take about mm, forty seven more rounds. Just like a d7 doesn't exist. That's why it's funny. All right. Anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, overall, the, spe- the spells are really cool. Um, if there's one thing I'll say is that this, the precog list does not have a very large number of spells that only the precog gets. And I think that the longer that Starfinder has existed, the more that has become true, mm-hmm. because I feel like. People and designers have realized that having a spell that only one person gets is really not great for balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you because you generally don't want to sit down and say, All right, if you want to handle this problem, you need this class. Like, you want to give people some choices. And, uh, Starfinder also has the problem of not having, uh, streamlined spell lists. So like, all right, I guess we're doing another spell list. How are we going to make this one different? Mm. And so like, you definitely have this problem with a lot there. There's a ton of brand new spells. A lot of them are yeah. very cool. But most of them, most most precog spells are also Witch Warper spells. Uh, and many of them are also Mystic spells. So the one class that the Precog doesn't share with much is Technomancer. Kind of like how Witch Warper shares with Precog and sure. Technomancer more than Mystic. But uh, overall, it's not really a problem with the class. It's just like a design decision that you should be aware of when you're playing this. If you're gonna pick a, If you're going to pick this class for unique spells, Death's Door and Blessing of Youth are like the two big ones. Got it. Okay,
2: cool. Also, uh, they by not giving it Junk Sword, it makes me sad. I know, it's Junk fine. Sword. Not everything I mean,
1: needs to be Junk Sword, can, James.
2: So, <laughs> but it would be so
1: good with Junk Sword.
0: James, can I tell you a secret that's going to make mm. you really happy? Oh, no. you, can, you can go and there's a module called Junker's Delight and there's an archetype in Junker's Delight called the Junkomancer that gives any spellcaster Junk Sword.
2: Oh my god.
0: You could be all powerful. You know the best part is another thing that archetype gives is the ability to swift action cap fa- cast, fabricate, scrap. So you could cast that spell as a swift action automatically have scrap and then turn that scrap into a junk sword, all in the same action. So you could junk sword in the middle of a jungle and nobody can stop you.
2: Oh my. Okay. okay. No. yeah.
0: So uh, if your build is going to be a precog Junkomancer, you could do it. There's nothing stopping you.
2: Oh, oh that's what I want now. Okay. What is? If... I was just thinking, why does this have junk sword? Do I have to think of what I need to do.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> no, listen, that's because the ability to make magic into a melee weapon and, and hit people with it is iconic and amazing. Everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other things you can do with magic. Uh, like you have an anchor as this class, which okay. is not really magical. So I lied to you.
1: It keeps you oh. from from drifting down a body of water.
0: That's true. But in the case of your anchor, uh, your anchor is kind of like the the aspect of time that you have gotten your powers from. Like what weird thing has happened in time? Uh, My favorite anchor is personally doomed future Mm -hmm. because the the plot, uh, the plot you can have from saying that you are from. basically the worst possible timeline and you're here to save everyone like terminator style is so much fun it's so Um, good
1: i i actually love that one from a gm standpoint like it's fun from a player standpoint but from a gm standpoint if you've ever had and the answer is yes if you've ever jammed a game that situation where all the players are sitting around the table trying to figure out what to do and they're missing like this one giant blinking lights obvious clue and you're sitting there like obviously you go you go to location c like that's that's where to go that's where the i just gave you three clues that point you there and everyone's like i don't know we think it's a no you think it's b i don't we could go to the and you're like just oh my god so with this you can tell that player i don't know if you want to dm them or send them a text message or slip them a paper uh but that says you remember that you were at location c at one point and they're like oh I was there at once. That must be where I was supposed to go. That's where we can change time, uh, or, and it just gets your table.
0: Or that's where yes. it went wrong.
1: But it's like that's where <laughs> we can like get this back on track and like. Ugh.
0: I my in Teenage Wasteland, the NPC that I have that I play, I play tested the precog with, and he's still a precog. Is basically based on Subaru, where mm-hmm. uh, he is from a he. He basically he keeps coming like. Back to life off screen, like where every time they have a choice, uh, I, I think about what would have happened to make the players have a, a total party kill, and that he has that information about what mm-hmm. total party killed them. It's very fun. Uh, <laughs> it's very cool. uh, it, it does lead into some situations where there's lots of paradoxes, though, which is great because this class is wonderful at paradoxes. Yeah,
2: yeah. I do want to, I, I would do, what, just want to look over the anchors for just a second. Uh, Please. A lot of them are very good story-wise and they might have good niche effects. A lot of them have things that you're just not going to use.
1: <laughs> uh, For example?
2: Dimension of time improved anchor. You stop an object, uh, a mundane object, from the ravishes of time. Mm-hmm. It can't be technological. You make a banana, never brought amazing. It's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, so cool. I, it's definitely a power that like is of questionable use. Like yeah. I, I think... I, I think that, and that's and that's like, if there's, if I have a criticism of the precog, it's that it's super flavorful, but sometimes to its own detriment. Like, okay,
1: but can you do that to a grenade someone throws? Someone throws a grenade and you're like, no, it's not going to go off. And it's like, what? It's like the timer is just stuck at two seconds No. I think, it's a,
0: I think nope. it's a standard action to do. Because it's so not technological, it's right? You said not technological items. Yeah,
2: no, but it's once a day you touch an item and it's protected from the ravages of time. It protects things from going bad. That's funny. <laughs> Um, and I, guess, I guess if you had that and you let the grenade sit in mud for 30 years and then gave it to somebody to throw at you and then t- dismissed it as they had it in their hand, maybe. <laughs> but that's like the longest, most petty ploy I've ever heard. Definitely. Um,
1: I don't. I suppose from the mundane effects of the passage of time, I'd say a timer going down is a mundane effect of the passage of time.
2: I, I, I guess you'd have to touch it
1: sure so someone throws a grenade and you're like boop
2: i guess you can ready to do that and then whatever you had before is not it starts passing time just walk
1: like usually there's a delay so you walk over and you pick it up and you like
2: starfighter usually once it hits the ground it pops
0: oh all right that's true one thing i'll say about the anchors and this is something that i really don't like they are almost all once per day abilities and like, I loathe things that I can only use once because I spend the entire game worried about whether or not, mm-hmm. like, this is the time I want to use it. Yeah. And it's the reason why I don't play prepared spellcasters, uh, except for Carr. But Carr was a cheaty, cheaty cleric who <laughs> half, of, half of his abilities let him just throw away spells I didn't want for other things. So, like, I cheated with that one. But for the most part, like, like I wish that a lot of these abilities were like, you can use this once for per day for free, and then every time thereafter, you had to spend resolve or something like that. Yeah, that'd be a little better. Like, yeah. yeah, I I just think that like when you say you could only stop a thing from aging once, that just doesn't look good. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this.
2: Some, Some of these of are, are pretty good. cool. Yeah, and like has the ability to like let you recharge an, uh, an item or a battery or technological items. So that one is really little. good. The, the greater anchor for that one is um, underwhelming. You make, you make a home where you leave for uh, four hours to go build a gun and come back with the gun as the people wait for four hours for you to come back. But but it does stop time. Yeah, but it's like a it's, time warp. They don't know. They've been waiting.
0: It's basically time no, no. stop, but you, you go into an alternate reality, right?
2: No, it says time passes normally both within and outside the temporal shelter.
0: Oh my well, God, that's funny.
2: Why? I... <laughs> why? Yes, Why? No, I I would understand it if you
1: were like, uh, we need acid damage. You're like, hold on, let me make a disruptor pistol. Uh, I'll be right back. And everyone's like, we're in the middle of a fight. And you like walk out the door and it goes and closes and then and opens, and then you right, disrupt but your pistol yeah, and you're so really cool. cool.
0: But, but, but what James is saying is that you it's, yeah. it's not instantaneous. You're gone no, for four hours. Yeah, Why, that would have been so ability. cool.
2: This is a 15th level ability to no. leave for four hours. <laughs> at the speed of four hours. <laughs> no. I guess if you're been... in a place that doesn't have the tools, it's cool. But what's again, this is a 15th level ability.
1: Oh my right. gosh. I mean,
0: like God. at that. At that point, you're a spell level higher than the creation spell.
2: I don't Okay. <laughs> I know. It's one of those things, you have to read it and then it's not cool. Although Fragment to Pass is, is amazing. It lets you just get up and it lets you fight better. Uh that's yes. just cool. 10 uh, out the the out gap
1: sword. the gap anchor is really cool because people can't remember you and it really makes me want to play like a badass assassin in a cat suit with you know double pistols, or as a Kasafa, four pistols, or as as a skittermander, right. six pistols. Uh, that's just like with sunglasses that pop out of your temples. Cause that cyberware exists and just no one knows who you are. Like, I don't know. I think there was like a, a bear or something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it a Skittermander? I don't know. I didn't see six arms. I saw three and a <laughs> half arms. I don't know how many it had.
0: Like, I, I think for <laughs> me, one of the things is like the, the flavor of a lot of the anchors doesn't match the abilities that they give. And then a lot of the abilities they give don't feel like they are, like they are part of a a, 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 like they're they're part of a whole they feel disparate so like Mm. the dimension like doomed future is that you are from a future where everything has gone wrong and you're trying to stop that from happening and the improved the improved anchor for that is awesome you gain a free paradox which we'll talk about paradoxes in a minute but Mm -hmm. a free paradox of 20 that you can use on skill checks to recall knowledge which is is, it it makes sense you know the future what's going to happen so once per day you have a free natural 20 on any knowledge check that's super cool but then the the focal paradox and the greater anchor are all fortitude save based so like why like what is what does being fortuitous have to do with me knowing the future because I've lived it like is it because (laughs) I'm tougher that doesn't make sense like like (laughs) like to me this ability should have been, like, the focal paradox should have been skill checks to recall knowledge or identify creatures. And mm. the greater anchor should have been something like, you gain more knowledge from, you know, doing this. or could have been okay.
1: The, you can yeah. still work the fortitude in a flavor. I agree that it's probably not the the most optimal choice to fit the, the flavor of what they're trying to go for. But you can also be like, hey, I'm going to use this poison against you. And you're like, I already took the antidote. When? Last time I went through all this, like I've already, I've already been through this. We exposed you to this deadly disease. I've got the antibodies. Like I don't care.
0: And I don't hate that. That's, that's fun. That's cool. I just don't think that matches the flavor that they're going Uh, for. And I think,
2: I think it's more just a balancing thing to give more variety to the saves that you fight.
0: I guess, yeah, but like, but like another one of the, the paradoxes is you pick two skills and can use the, uh, it on those. And there's a, uh, there's a temporal anomaly that lets you just pick saving throws or like attack rolls or whatever you want to apply yeah. this to. So yeah. like, like if I wanted to be the good at poison and I've already taken the antidote, I could take the ability for that. I, I, I would have preferred to see these to be more flavorful and to be a bit more tight in and how they were designed but that's not to say that they're bad like mechanically they're fine i just don't think that they have a very strong theming to them uh, except for the initial pitch the pitches are all amazing like yeah like yes i want to be from a doomed future yes i want to have be touched by the dimension of time yes i want my soul fragmented i want all of these things it's great i just wish the mechanics lined up a little bit better uh, that's I my do, thought on i do
2: just want to bring attention to uh, chronomancy yeah. which has one of the i think most undervalued abilities which you do need help to pull off and yeah. one of the like huh abilities so the focal paradox for chronomancy would you get it is at caster level checks yeah that's something you already have well, huh.
1: but but if you use it for caster level check you get another paradox immediately
2: yeah i guess but it's not doing anything new yes it is <laughs>
1: It's a way to well, it's kind of nice because you can cycle through uh, like mediocre paradox numbers. So paradox, just to remind everyone, is the ability where you roll a bunch of d20s and you save those numbers and then you get to insert them later under certain circumstances, right? So let's yeah. say you roll a 20. If you have the ability to replace it for an attack roll, that's perfect. You're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crit something one time today, and I'll just pick it and I'll be like, you crit. Uh, if you have, and there's abilities like where if you have a one or a two, you can, you can sub them out and do some other things. But if you have some mediocre stuff, like let's say someone's like, uh, okay, make a caster level check. You are know, like really, this is kind of easy. You know what? I'm going to use my seven. I'm pretty good. I'm sure that's going to be good enough. I'm going to use my seven. And that way you can get rid of it and re-roll it and get a new number and maybe get a high one that you can use for something important. So mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's
2: not bad to have it, but but the good part of, uh, about it is the is the greater anchor that lets you cast two spells in a round. It mm. does make you sacrifice your standard action next turn, but if you have an envoy in your party, that's not a problem.
0: Nope, they could just give you another one. Yeah. Hey, hey, tell me to hurry! I got I slowed myself. All right, hurry! Awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's just a way to bang out uh, a DPS race.
0: Mm. So good. All that the all cool. the. You, all the, all the, it's great. Um, but uh, let's move off of anchor and let's talk about the core mechanic of this class, which is paradox. Um. Paradox essentially is the same as it was in the playtest, you get a number of d20s, it's one plus half your dex modifier, and you roll them all at the start of the day after you regain your spell slots and you record the numbers you get. Uh, If you're someone who likes tokens, you could roll the dice and then just leave those dice there showing those numbers. And a lot of different abilities that you gain, let you spend those dice to do things. Um, one of the things that's very interesting about the precog is that all the, all of the anchors have a focal paradox, which is like the one thing you can use the, the precogs on at first level initiatively. And as you level up, you eventually get to the point where every single thing that every single focal anchor is just something every precog can do by level five. Every precog can do, um, ability checks, caster level checks, initiative checks, all saving throws and skill checks which is literally everything all the anchors have. So like by level 5 all of them like that the only thing that it matters for is gaining that free one every day and then also uh, using the uh the reroll as an immediate action once per day. So sure. It's it's a very interesting mechanic. When Thurston originally came on, he told us that one of the reasons the precog is the only Starfinder class that doesn't have a insight bonus to skills is that that insight bonus is supposed to be made up for by the fact that you could just always choose to roll high. Um, I think that's a very interesting design choice. Uh, what do you, you two think?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have that than just a standard bonus because if you really want that insight bonus, there's always like skill focus.
2: Yes. Yeah, and there's also um, their their powers that they can take as well that can do that for you. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 as I was looking through this, I, it did just make me think of an operative where you just have the ability to just pull out the number you need for the skill checks that uh progress very highly.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very similar to how operatives can just take ten on pretty much whatever they want, and their bonuses are so big that nothing can stop them, uh, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I, 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 and this is kind of like it's a very simple ability. It's, but it's also, it gets branched and iterated upon by pretty much the entire rest of the class. It's very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. There are not many spellcaster classes in Starfinder that have a mechanic like this that gets iterated on and improved by different abilities. Like the closest one is probably the Witch Warper. And like, I think it's very debatable upon whether or not you would consider infinite worlds as being a thing that like paradigm shifts and other abilities really improve on. It kind of just gets better the 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 stronger the resource you throw at it.
2: Yeah, although making it into cubes was very good for locking a bear in an elevator.
0: Oh my gosh, no, it was great. Uh, that bear did not want to be in that elevator oh, either. No.
2: Also, no, that saved us.
0: Also, like, I did not realize your character was a witch warper until that point at the end of book two of Signal of Screams. And like, I, (laughs) I like started screaming. It was really funny. Uh, Well, because the entire time I thought that I thought that James was playing a, a Fenric adept soldier because he was and then he died and I was dumb and didn't realize he died and remade the same character, but as a witch warper. It no, I made awesome. a
2: different character who was playing as the other character who was a witch worker.
0: Right. But the problem is, is that none of us <laughs> ever figured out that you were a different person. None of yeah, us knew you were of an Astro None
2: of you can make the checks. I was great.
0: I know oh you were God. amazing. We, we, we were dumb.
1: This is the seventh time I've heard that story and it's still amazing.
0: I know it's, it's, it's because it's like a fine wine. It gets better with age. Um. <laughs> so
1: just like a lot of the
0: classes, uh, this has the ability to get the, what they call
1: temporal anomalies. These are like your, you know, pick an ability uh, every few levels uh, off of a menu, um, and then it opens up every every several levels. And there's some really good stuff in here. What's some of the stuff that you were just like, yes, that one, that is the one I want.
0: Well. We're talking about the paradigm, the uh, the uh, the temporal anchors specifically, like temporal anomalies. Yes, anomalies. Yeah. Uh, So one of the the common themes in this class is that there are like there's an anomaly at pretty much every level that turns you into essentially a soldier. (laughs) There's like one that's like, hey, you want another weapon proficiency? Take it, and it just slides it very like like shadily towards you across the table, and Mm -hmm. they're like, oh. You think you'd be better with a couple more hit points and stamina points per level? All right. Mm. Hey, I hear that you really want full BAB. You got yes. it. 14th yes. level ability, four base tech bonus. You know, you could be a Junkomancer with this class, James. Who I know. is better than a, 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 a Technomancer because unlike a Technomancer, you have full BAB with your Junk Sword. I oh.
2: know. I was looking at that. And then you can also take things like Temporal Flash that allow you to, like to his reaction like teleport and move. There's so many like teleporting moving abilities. That's cool, I do like those. You just end up as just a absolute menace to people.
0: I think one of the abilities that is super strong but will never really get the recognition that it deserves is probably instance analysis. As a move action, you pick a target and then you choose a category of knowledge and then you just gain the knowledge that you want, as if you had passed like a recall knowledge check. There's no rolling. You just look at that person and you say, "I know this thing." And sure, you use it. You can't use it again until you re- you spend a resolve point, rest for ten minutes, or gain stamina points, whatever. Sure, like doesn't matter. You pick one person and you're like, "I need to know why this keeps happening. Tell me the answer." GM and the GM is just like, "All right." I guess I have to give it to you. <laughs> that's
1: pretty cool. Again, that's, yeah. see, to, to, for me, I, from a GM perspective, that's super useful too, because it's like, yes, good. I want you to tell you the thing so you can figure this out and move on.
2: Yes. Because uh, exactly. in general, you're going to be dumb in Starfinder because you're probably just going to be about the soldiers that have no skill points. So it helps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're not right. Wow. Uh, except for the one operative who's just God mode at every skill.
2: Um, I, mean,
1: I, I say, wow, but then I'm the person who makes a punch girl out of everything.
2: That's fine. Everyone's yeah, got a time. Yeah, I, I have an operative that has like a, not, an an eight intelligence. I don't pass any skill checks on. Like, oh, it's
0: so it's <laughs> so funny. And everyone gets so mad because they're like, You're an operative. And by everybody, I mean me. It's just me getting mad. It's, it's,
2: <laughs> too bad. I'm a frontliner
0: you are such a good front lighter though um there's a lot of really cool uh, temporal anomalies that use your paradox dice in very interesting ways a very common theme is that you typically want to pick an option or two that lets you throw away bad rolls so that you mm-hmm. don't have to substitute them right because yeah. like you know i don't want if i roll a five on one of my uh, my paradoxes i don't want to put that in for anything because i'm going to yeah. fail with a five five but is Yeah, but I might want to sub it in for the Safeguard Temporal Anomaly, which is as a reaction, you can spend a Paradox to reduce the amount of damage you take by an effect equal to the result of the Paradox up to a maximum based on your level. It starts at five, then it goes to 10, and then 15, and then finally 20. So like if I have a five, it's like, yeah, I might never want to replace a die with this, but I sure wouldn't mind taking five fewer damage. I'll sure. Goodbye, Paradox. Five less damage. Awesome. Like you've spent nothing. Um, like, like, uh, I think another one. I, the names on these abilities are really great. One oh of my, my favorite goodness. ones is. I've been I staying. mean, say that. That's the one right? I was just looking
1: at. It's so good. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about uh, it. So, if you're aiding your ally on like bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate, so you're talking to someone, and you're like, I'm, I'm gonna mention a couple things. I'll say a couple things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna aid. Uh, you can use one of your paradox in place of your ally's d20 roll, which is just so good. You don't even have to be good at these skills. You just be like, I think I remember this conversation and the thing that we're last time was promising, he gets to keep the bees. And so at some point you're like, you know what? It's fine. When we're done, you can just keep the bees. And then you're like, so that rolls a 17. (laughs) What? Yeah, I'm eating and that rolls a 17. And And the guy's like, I didn't mention bees, but yeah, that's what I wanted. So, so cool. Thanks. I'll agree to your terms. And the person you're helping is like, how, how did you know what the, what's going on? It's just, ah, it's just hilarious. I just, I don't know. I really, and I, I like the names of the abilities too. It's just, that makes me so happy when you have ability names that are so hilarious. They make you want to use them. Um. Uh, Especially there's if there are things confident. that you'll want to say at the table, because I want to say, "I knew you'd say that," and then you hand them the, the seventeen.
2: Yeah, ephemeral confident, uh, confidant is really cool because it emulates the um, like expert that you could buy in society mm. uh, yeah. by giving you insight bonuses. It goes up to a plus twelve insight bonus at fifteenth level, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is awesome. Yeah, so it really makes up for how dumb you are.
0: Yes. Uh, another one that I really like uh, that I think is uh, probably going to be loved, even though I love it. Is uh, no, let's be real. This one is going to be absolutely adored, and James is going to take it on his junk blade monstrosity. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, preternatural Strikes. You yep, spend a paradox, any paradox you want. And then it basically gives you the dimensional Dervish feat from Pathfinder First Edition. You can teleport up to 30 feet between your first and second attacks during a full attack. And it doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. Just bloop, bloop. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. Yeah, that one I definitely uh, saw. Anything that lets you teleport. Um, Everyone knows I love Punch Girls, but not a lot of people know I love anything that teleports. Teleport-based classes are just so much fun to just poof all over the place. And I would 100% take that. In fact, I would probably use most of my mediocre and all of my bad uh, Uh paradoxes just to poof around the
0: battlefield. That's right. That's what you do. You throw them all, you throw the bad ones away and you use them to teleport. Mm -hmm. That is the responsible decision. I don't make the rules. I just reinforce them.
2: I I really do like momentary stutter. And I think there's going to be some table variance on exactly how much this does. Mm -hmm. Um, It allows you to rewind just enough time to reverse your position without affecting other outcomes. At the start of the turn, you use a paradox to mark your location, activate the ability, at the end of the turn, you can immediately teleport to your starting location. Um, I think the idea behind that is you can go into someplace, try it out, and if it doesn't work, you come back to the start and it's almost like you rewind rewound in time and those events don't happen. But I don't think that's how it's written. I think it's written no. that you just walk in there and go, I don't want to be in there now. Oh, oh, I went into the nest of bees and there's a lot of bees in there. Ow, I yeah. have a couple of them in my mouth. I'm back here
0: well the other thing that is really cool about it is um minor spoiler for dead sons there's a point where you are basically up against the latest trap from resident evil and like with this ability you could actually like go through to the other side and then it's 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 tracer's ability from overwatch where you just go back to where you were Mm -hmm. like yeah
1: or yo-yo from the shield uh television series yeah
0: yeah but so like you could you could theoretically go someplace where you need to be on one side of a bad thing and then just go whoom and then go back to where you started because mm-hmm. like you're like all right i want to make sure that nothing keeps me in this room no force of god will stop me from returning to this point so there's a trap that'll an activate room.
1: after i go in there and there's a thing we need on the other side cool so i'm gonna move in there i'm gonna pick up the thing and then i'm gonna snap back to where i started and the trap goes off but now, i'm not
0: even in there my problem with that ability is that there is actually a spell that does the same thing in galactic magic.
2: Mm-hmm. But, is um, it a, but is it a three on your precog roll? Right. Uh, no, I guess that's, not. Yeah, true. that's the thing.
1: It's, it's just momentary stutter is is free. It's just a, it's just a paradox. It's like, all right, here you go. I don't, I don't need that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So we've talked a lot about temporal anomalies. Let's talk about some of the other abilities that the class has because this class does actually we we stop pretty early on there's like a whole bunch of other things yeah what? Uh, like got
1: distracted oh i'm sorry well, at third level you get weapon specialization
0: well nice. also at third level you gain chronomatic defense which is uh When someone attacks you before the result of the attack is known, you could spend a paradox to grant an ally a bonus to AC based on the paradox result you rolled, Uh, it has a maximum it caps out at five at 18th level, but it's generally a free ability that you can use to spend low paradoxes on and get tasty benefits. like you could do it whenever anybody declares an attack. So like your friends are getting hit and you go, ah, my friend, I'm going to give you this bonus. I'm going to tell you the future. And then boof. Uh, I actually always forget to use this ability on Haka, <laughs> my Teenage Wasteland NPC. <laughs> uh, it's it's not my fault. The last game that we played had eight player characters, eight player allies, and then me running a four consecutive uh, CR 12 encounters at the same time. It was hard, but fun. Yeah, um, this
1: is another really good one for those low what? I was going to say, that's another great ability for those low rolls on a d20, because uh, the insight bonus is equal to your paradox result. What? Which is just also kind of insane, because I can imagine that time where the big, giant, scary monster comes out of the alien cave and is going to eat your friend, the soldier, who's pretty tough, but it's a big, scary monster. Uh, So you're like, you know what? Have 17 bonus to your armor class. <laughs> that big hit it's gonna do is just it's it's just
0: not gonna land. It's just not gonna do it. Definitely. All right. Did we talk? Uh did we talk about temporal aggression? Was that temporal aggression? What?
2: No, that was chromatic defense. Chromatic defense.
0: Oh my gosh. My my, my brain keeps popping in and out of time. It's really bad. It's like a temporal aggression against my brain. Um, so that's like the next ability that appears immediately after meme specialization uh then you have uh temporal aggression which is chromatic defense but you've replaced your damage roll with the result of your paradox up to the maximum size of the damage so like if you roll a d10 you can Mm. replace up to a 10 so like if you spend an 11 it's still just a 10 but it 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 does mean that like if you roll really bad for damage you can just be like okay and the thing is it only works on like a specific die at a time Mm. so like it's always valid if that makes sense so Kind I'm very
1: of, excited. It's it's not a bad way to dump low rolls, but I would probably rather use it for AC. Like the, the, the points in AC are more valuable points. Like let's just say three, right? That's a really low mm-hmm. number. A three points in AC boost is more valuable than three in damage. And even if you're looking at a D10 damage and you're like, well, I have a 10, I can do max damage on one hit. I'd rather have 10 defense points against some uh, big hit, well, scary attack.
2: Automatic so, like, defense has caps on defense. Yeah, it goes yeah, up to a maximum oh
1: like maximum of two. Oh, yeah, i like thought it was two, a minimum two. like the other one well that's
0: nope. different all right but so I you're mean... gonna use
1: your super bad rules for that <laughs> yeah. i i misread that
0: yeah that's fine i but i think that it's good this, that this class has some things that you want to use really low numbers on like for chromatic defense i mean i thought it, it was ridiculously good
1: but i also thought it was ridiculously good for defense which is usually the point in the game that you can break it and not destroy <laughs> everything
0: that's true um it's very true but i think it's it's overall just it's cool like i like it um like i said i like i like that you generally want to throw numbers five or lower at chromatic defense and you want to throw things that are usually about like six to ten at temporal aggression and anything much higher you probably want to put on like big big boy and big girl abilities
2: Yeah, temporal aggression is big for bursting uh uh, uh, a target that you're having a hard time hitting like a ghost or something yeah
0: get that ghost Uh, Now, sometimes you might say, oh man, paradoxes are the core mechanic of this class, but I don't feel like I get enough. I'd really give my life for another paradox. And then paradoxal acceleration is like, your life, you say. and uh that that's the ability that lets you spend three resolve points for one paradox it's actually very interesting because at the level you get that three resolve points just happens to be enough resolve points to stabilize you if you were dying oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> uh, as you level up uh the number of resolve points you need will go up and so that yeah. ability will be comparatively less than that but it's still a very expensive ability good yes It is a good ability, uh, very fun. And then at 12th level, you get Chromatic Flow, which is a swift action to increase the save DC on a spell you cast during your turn equal to the Paradox result or a maximum of one, then two (laughs) at 16th level and three at at 19th level. Wow, that's great for your
1: terrible (laughs)
0: roll. If you roll a nat one on a Paradox roll, guess where it's going, Chromatic Flow. But it's like you can make fun of that but like at 19th level you're making a say a spell saving throw dc as good as it was in pathfinder first edition like you're they're basically turning a sixth level spell into a ninth level spell like that's a strong ability it's, just, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really it's really it's really funny
2: <laughs> yeah just looking at the numbers it just like looks a little whack but, but mathematically it works Yes.
1: But it, you know what? It's actually occurred to me. So between chromatic defense, which you want like low numbers, but not necessarily basement numbers, chromatic flow, which you want your absolute lowest numbers and temporal aggression, which is good for like eh, medium low numbers. Um, there's actually a pretty good spread of, of uses of these paradoxes naturally without having to use. Uh, one of your very precious temporal anomalies picking an ability just so you can dump low numbers like like the options are there so i'm I'm pretty actually happy with how that works itself out and of course you'll always find uses for those medium and high rolls
0: yes now the capstone for this class oh gosh the craziest ability honestly in the whole class you no longer age you no longer die of old age. Cool. Once, once per week, you can change up to two character levels worth of decisions as if you had used a mnemonic editor on yourself once per month you can do 10 levels of changes and once per year you can do 20 levels of changes the only rule is you can never get rid of you always have to be a precog you can't choose and get rid of any of your precog levels but you can basically completely rebuild every decision you've ever had once per year if you want to uh you also get rewrite time as a spell like ability but i think the ability to i mean like rewrite time is great don't get me wrong but like it's it's wish it's miracle it's yeah. ultra reality like yeah. it's it's not it's not new or unique but like no, this but it's ability still cool
1: as a spell like ability even once per week there's that one time that you're playing you're like oh geez you know what i'm just no we're rewriting time uh it didn't happen that way it happened this other way and that's just i can't i can't deal with this
0: i, I, I will admit that miracle is the reason that Teenage Wasteland will have to have no more downtime after Dustin's character hits level 20. Because he's just going to wait every week and cast a miracle every week as a spam button. I know Dustin, he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, he's gonna type in the chat, oh, you're so right, as soon as I do. I'm I'm using my precog abilities, I've seen the future. He's in chat, he's gonna write that. I'm correct. And if he doesn't, it's because I've accidentally changed time. He says for a sandwich. There you go. All right
1: for a sandwich. So,
0: Wait, yeah. I'm gonna rewrite time. I chose I chose a an olive
1: loaf sandwich, and that was a mistake. Give me <laughs> tuna on rye. <laughs> yeah.
0: No tuna
2: I mean, on rye
1: is good. No tuna melt.
2: Ooh, hot tuna. There you go. <laughs> okay, that's actually gross. I love tuna. Tuna melt is disgusting. Why would you do that? Just have a tuna steak. Oh my god. Now. <laughs> you know, I, left this, I left this cat food in my truck and it's summer
0: we we, we broke v uh she's she's laughing so hard she's never going to be able to edit another podcast again i'm so sorry v we've destroyed you yeah no, that was good so
1: I, I picked the worst sandwich i could think of for
2: replacements <laughs> um, i like all of them all of them was great that the things after that were—they got progressively worse. I was, I was waiting for liverwurst and onions.
0: So what you're telling me is that she kept she kept rewriting reality and making it worse every single time.
2: And you know
1: what? If if I did that, eventually I would come up with a bad enough sandwich that we could create a new character for the next campaign that had doomed future. I ate the two. Ter- <laughs>
0: <laughs> what happened? I ate the Our- sandwich. <laughs> Our, our live watch our live viewers are now like really concerned that they are broken. Uh, it's really funny actually. Uh, number 18 says Ex- inhale, exhale slowly alternating <sighs> Vanessa. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh. Dustin is trying to say things about sandwiches to make you laugh more.
2: Oh. <laughs> so I haven't thought about Livo sandwiches in like a decade. that's a, that's a throwback.
0: Oh man I mean you're not missing out you're fine. So. Now that I am apparently the, uh, the the person who is the not comedy person, uh, let's, let's continue. Uh, I think that, uh, one thing that's really fun to talk about the precog is it's iconic. Uh, it's iconic is Pathfinder and Starfinder's first wheelchair user, which is really cool. There's an awesome short story of them on paizo.com. Uh, they, they have a very cool hover chair. Uh, the, the backstory is very neat. It's very like wild. Like it, it makes me think of like a, uh. Gosh, like a time lord, like out of body story, because like it's it jumps between different parts. It's very cool. Uh, the, it's very interesting. Um, and I think with that, that's sort of like a wrap on the core of this class. So now we're at the part where we talk about our builds, how we would build this character. Uh, James, I feel like you've been waiting the entire show to tell us about your junk cog.
2: Yeah, you just junk sword. You take full bab and uh, you you attack a lot. Uh, and you're wherever you need to be, and you just slam fools. Uh, I'm looking to see what you would easy. have
0: to it is way too easy I'm, I'm looking up to see what you would have to give up to become the Junk Cog
2: Also, uh, uh, you take Shunt Condition because it allows you to delay the onset of a condition for you or your allies as a reaction
0: That's very yeah. good So let's see, Junk Master is uh, you know initial spell, let's see only character as a spell is feature you can take this archetype you just get bonus spells Ooh.
1: Reading makes great know. radio
0: I'm not really sure because like it says, you know, an additional first level spell and you gain an additional spell slot. Uh, Then it says you gain more as you level up. And then for each of these extra spells known, they must be one whose targets entry list, at least one bulk of electronic material. But like the, the class says only characters who have the spells class features such as mystic and, Te- and technomancers can take the archetype, but the archetype actually doesn't specify whether you can take junk spells, even if they aren't normally on your class list. I feel like you should be able to, because otherwise that fourth level ability literally doesn't work for mystics who are listed as a specific class that can take it. But regardless, uh, yeah, you can do it. Like you can I just would let just-
1: you do it if I was GMing just to see what shenanigans you could come up with and just like cry every time you're like i summon junk i turn it into a sword i destroy everything and i'm like junk. all right oh thank you vanessa but i would also put you on the super high society adventure path where uh summoning swarms of junk to smash them together into a sword Mm. is very uncool
0: that's fine
2: no i can make it work i can make it work
0: okay yeah it's fine I, I think what's fun about the junk spells is that junk sword is the only one that is a variable level spell. So it works like the healer connection. You take junk sword at first level, and then at second level, you take junk sword and replace the first junk sword with junk armor. And then at third level, you take the new junk sword and replace the old thing with village and junk bot, and you just keep going. Like, like And and honestly, once you have junk sword and junk armor, you can stop. None of the other junk spells matter because you just want to be a junk battle machine, right? Am I right?
2: Yeah, yeah. and also you get uh, raised dead, so you can bring up... Uh, the rest of your party that you let die because mm-hmm. you were off just slapping the biggest thing you could <laughs> wow
0: just redo reality it's good uh how about you v what would your precog look like
1: oh my gosh so uh i surprisingly did not make a punch girl because i didn't see the build so i'm gonna have you tell me what the build is but first i'll share my general concept um, I thought it would be really fun to do either Doomed Future or The Gap, depending on, like, the flavor of the campaign. Although I, I'm really leaning toward Doomed Future for all of the, like, Bishop in the old X-Men cartoon. Sort of like, I, I, I remember something bad about this. I just can't remember the specifics. And then, like, it plays out. And you're like, yes. So, like, even if you've never heard of this plot point before and the GM reveals everything to the table, you're like, yes, that's right. I remember now. It's like, what? What? Um. Uh so that's cool. I also I get spoiled on a lot of things. So it would be fun to be spoiled on something and purposefully insist as the character that it's a different thing and then when I, I it's like not didn't turn out to be the way that my character said it was, it's like well we must have changed the future. Absolutely. <laughs> Cuz I I re- specifically remember it being this other way. Um, So that would be fun. I would probably make, like, a, as I was saying before, like, a, a multi-pistol-wielding character who's just, like, running around, like, doing sideways dives and shooting in midair and slow motion and stuff. That mm-hmm. is totally the type of character <laughs> yeah, I would make.
2: Like the marionettes in uh, um, Elden Ring. Just a bunch of arms, a bunch of bows, a bunch of pistols. Bang, bang.
1: Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what those are, but sure. Um. Yeah, I would, I, I would just, I don't know, you know, you, it's like with sunglasses, you gotta have the sunglasses, that's who I would make. Uh, and if, if I had the Gap one, uh, then I would just flavor it as like, I'm obviously uh, an intergalactical uh, assassin mm. hired for this job, and no one ever knows who I am, because my identity just keeps getting erased, because I'm like, connected to the Gap somehow.
0: That is a good point. Oh, I think- That would be really cool. I yeah. think the gap for me is probably my favorite uh of the uh of the anchors mm-hmm. if only because like it has strong theming and then it's directly tied to the setting and it's got some just awesome anchors uh, like the, the the improved anchor is uh, the ability to just fool scribing, scrying, like you just be, ah, you can't see me. I, I erase all memory of my presence from your dumb scrying thing. And then like the greater version is uh, they just forget that you were in a place. You literally add your mem- the, the memory of you being in a place to the gap and they just can't remember you. It's really funny. Uh, I think it's hilarious, personally. That's um, awesome. I think my favorite thing to do with these abilities, I would want to pick a lot of, like, I think shunt condition is really cool. Uh, it reminds me of the ability in first edition that the spiritualist has to just throw conditions at their phantom and tell them to suck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really like spell rewind. I love the idea that like, I try to death store somebody. I'm like, nah, I'm going to get rid of a paradox. I don't lose that spell slot. I'm better than this.
2: I like that one, but that one's also not unique to the um, uh, to the uh, precog. So that's, I didn't choose that, that's but it's good
0: that's fair uh i i and also you don't need to you don't need that because the only spell you'll be casting is junk sword why would you no no one's going to fail a saving throw against junk sword
2: what i need teleport spells and uh race fair. that's
0: fair um and then i think that uh the other thing that i would really want to build for is i'm i'm really tempted to say that i would want to go for all of the uh the abilities that turn you into time soldier but i also i kind of like don't think you really need the hit points one and you just pick the weapon that you want at first level so like the base attack bonus is the one i would really want just be like all right that's, that's, what's, that's the,
1: what's the base attack bonus one called
0: uh that is called times champion your base attack bonus is equal to your precog level
2: oh, oh yeah, no, that's
0: right but from. oh but you need time-hearted anomaly which mm-hmm. is the hit point one that i would skip all right i guess uh, i can't skip
2: it dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's a 14th level
1: ability. So here's the problem I always have with those. It's a 14th level ability. So like you've been suffering on your base attack bonus this whole time and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And finally at 14th level, you're like, oh, okay, now I can shoot things.
2: I mean, it's three quarters, bad. I mean, it's not as like, it's not like a half. I know.
1: You would still basically need weapon focus to help make up for a bunch of yeah. that and just be like you're... living on weapon focus until you hit
0: 14th level you would definitely need weapon focus and you would also like 100% need to be fo- specializing in energy weapons because EAC is typically lower than KAC it's yeah. never higher so you, you it's usually sometimes want
1: to go higher it is very rarely higher when people want to pull a gotcha and they're like it's it's a living quartz monster <laughs> it reflects energy it's funny you're it reflexing uh, I mean
0: so yeah just I get good that's that's true you could just get good mm-hmm. so now there's one thing I will say about this class. I feel like we've provided a very balanced take where we've said a lot of things we've liked, and we've said a lot of things that we find strange, and we've said a lot of things that we maybe don't like so much. I have one thing that I want to add that I really don't like about this class, and it has nothing to do with this class, and it's you're going to think that it's crazy, but then I'm going to explain it, and you won't think it's crazy. Sure. So once upon a time, there was a company called Paizo Publishing, and they put out a book called Wait, The Pathfinder. Who's Paizo? <laughs> Yeah, I, it's in the gap. You'll look it up later. Okay. Great. Um, uh, must have a must time, been a different timeline. There was a small indie company named Paizo Publishing, and they put out a book called The Pathfinder Role Playing a Game First Edition Advanced Player's Guide. And that book added six brand new classes to Starfinder. And the, oh my gosh, uh, all, I
1: just realized yeah. in my timeline, yeah. it was called To Play Incorporated. And they. Made Pathfinder. Oh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> that's funny. They they made Road Finder, <laughs> Road Seeker. <laughs> um. So, but yeah. So, like, they made this book, and like the one bit of feedback they got because that was the book that originally created the concept of archetypes, right? And at the time, if you were a class that had archetypes, you were like the bees needs super cool, lots of customization, lots of options, everybody loved you, Ooh, but nice. none of the new classes had archetypes. So like a lot of people were like, these classes feel like they're starting behind the line compared to all the other classes. So like Paizo got that feedback from the advanced players guide and starting in ultimate magic when they released the Magus, they started releasing a class spread with every new class that they published that was that continued throughout the entirety of first edition pathfinder all the way until ultimate wilderness and the class that won't be named that class that won't be named actually did get content in its archetype sections for brand new archetypes and i feel like starfinder never learned that lesson because every single book that we've gotten to me feels like we've only gotten the player options like the the temporal anomalies the uh the theorems, the, the, uh, the disciplines that were in the playtest. For the most part, there really aren't any, there isn't really anything new being added from playtest to print. It's just kind of like being refined. And that's not something you see in Pathfinder 2nd Edition either. Like in 2nd Edition, they, they they expand, they add, this is a sampling, we're gonna put more. So it's kind of like there's less to look forward to when this book comes out. Uh, I think that this class really could use more than it got. Like, I think the class classes really hurt for those types of like selectable options especially compared to the marshals because they kind of have feats and like galactic magic as awesome as it was didn't write any feats for spellcasters and the only ones that existed already were spell focus and spell penetration so like I, I think it's hard to get excited about a spellcasting class because they do feel very undersupported, even post galactic magic. So that would be like my one big bit mm. of feedback: this class needs more content. Like it, it. You like, always what say have that is, though. I, like I
1: I will like. That said, you always say this needs more content. You think everything needs more content?
0: Yes, I do. I I think Eric Mona should bite the bullet and double the size of Starfinder books, hundred percent. Uh, do it do it i listen the, they're, they're like 120 pages or however small they are and like you know meanwhile like pathfinders sitting here feasting on like these massive chonky uh <sighs> omens books that are like like bi-monthly now it's like come wow. on load it up i, I i'm sure somewhere jenny uh, Jenny J and john compton are like sweating in anger alex how dare you say this no uh, i'm positive of it but that's okay I'm allowed to have twice as much work to do. Listen, listen, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm sure they'll just, I don't know. It's fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. We'll make it work. Make the book bigger,
1: make the book bigger. Well, I think it's okay. I also understand like you were talking about more options and I think if they did have space for more options, then they could have made the anchors more uh, tight. Like you were saying, mechanically speaking, because then you wouldn't have to, like field so many things like my assassin character has nothing to do with the gap specifically, but I would pick the gap for the cool, Hey, you can kind of not remember them or record them sort of powers. Like I think that would be cool for that character, but it doesn't fit the gap, but because there are more um, open in concept, uh, you can take some of the flavor and just ignore the flavor stuff and just use the mechanics a little easier this way. Uh, So it's, it, it, it's kind of like their own trap of like, if you had more anchors. You could have been more specific, um, but then we would have lost some other cool stuff in the book and I, you know, eh, there's, there's limits.
2: Yeah, give and take.
1: Give and take. But, you know, over it's a cool class. One thing I find interesting, and I think this is really telling, is it is a full caster class as Starfinder sees it, right? Full six levels worth of, of spells, mm-hmm. three-quarter BAB, everything that all the other c- casters get. Mm-hmm. However, most of us see this, even James, who wants to go Junk Sword as badly as possible, see this as, how do we turn this into a martial class? And I, I think that speaks a lot to the flavor of the class. And so how would how the the spellcasting aspect of it is presented. And I, I kind of wish it had a really strong through line for spellcasting. And I'm sure it's in there if we found it. But it doesn't jump out at us as like, this is a spellcasting class. It's like, here's a spellcasting chassis that you can turn into a martial class. Um, and it, I think it needs more direct this is a powerful spell casty character um for us to play that sort of character that's like look I'm not gonna be running around with a pistol yeah Dex is my main thing I don't care I'm I'm literally just want to like outthink you because I've been to the future and I know how this works and I want to see that character that can beat every single chess match because they already know what your next move is. And it's I don't cool. th- I don't think it has ahead, it yet. Oh, that's why I was just saying I don't think this class has that
0: yet. I I think that if the Technomancer is Starfinder's wizard, which it pretty much isn't, but like <laughs> if, if if that's its wizard, right? And the, uh, the Mystic is its cleric and the Witch Warper is kind of like its witch in that like the Technomancer is much more blasty and like, you know, messes with things. And the Mystic is much more about like the mind stuff and like healing. And then the Witch Warper is like debuff and control, which loosely fits those themes. The Precog is the bard. Like- yep.
2: Because yep, it's glue.
0: yeah, it's just a whole bunch of weird little abilities that kind of like put together into what you want to make of it. It's got like a, a strange mixing of buffs and debuffs okay. and like. But support. like the envoy
1: is the bard.
2: They can right. both be bards.
0: Well, the the envoy <laughs> is the bard in the in the aspect that the envoy buffs, but like the precog is the only spellcaster in the game that heals stamina points, which the envoy does reliably. Like, okay, all right like if the precog is like the actual buffing, like it's the inspire courage bard, this is just kind of like the bard in like magic theme. Like it's just a whole bunch of little pieces you cobble together. And it's, it's not really a master at any one thing because like the spell list heals stamina, sure. But like, it's also got explosive blast and it's got like just a bunch of like random little niche spells and like it yeah. doesn't really have the bard's ability to be like illusions or anything like it's not it's not a perfect bard but for the idea of the bard being the jack of all trades this feels like the jack of all trades spellcaster to me
1: yeah i, I was just i was thinking because i don't see the flavor there i think if i got an opportunity to play a precog that is the direction i would go i would see how deep into the magic i could go and try yeah. and like yeah i've got some decks it's important key ability, whatever. Um, But I would probably try and max out, like, my intelligence so my spells are really potent uh, and that I get a ton of different skills. And I'm like, okay, let's, like, let's do this. And then, like, uh, enough decks because you need it Mm. for the paradoxes and stuff. But I think I would lean more into the spellcasting aspect and see if I could make that work. Like, that would be my experiment with the character to see if I was Mm. feeling satisfied as a full spellcastery focused character um, with my choices. So...
2: And that you makes a lot of sense. You might end doing it because you have a lot of stuff to do with your actions as well that mm-hmm. do buffs. I mean, the, the thing that restores stamina is actually not even touch. Like, it is range. So yeah. I think yeah. you get a fair amount of mileage out of that. Also, my head is broken. So that's the reason why I want to make everything a melee character. Well, no, I understand
0: i understand mm-hmm. no listen you want to hammer down i got it it's fine mm-hmm. So <laughs> you do uh but you know what actually looking at the time uh i i at the start of this episode v james and i were a little worried that we wouldn't have much to say about the no we so much to but, say but we had so much to say about the precog that we're actually a little bit over time so uh, i'd like to take a moment to thank you for joining us here at uh you know the uh starfinder beyond oh my gosh no direction beyond there we go <laughs> wow. I, I i swear i know the name of this show this. uh I, I took the name from the past when I did the awesome opening and now it's just gone.
1: I do have a a, a quick shout out. Yeah, a, a personal I do too, thing I so would please, like to. Please, you go first. Okay. I did not want you to like end the show. Sometimes you're like, and I And I'm like, but there's a thing. All right. So i want to shout out that I'm going to be on uh beetle and Grimm's uh Twitch stream uh this Friday, two nights from tonight. Um, at 6 p.m. Pacific, that is 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, same time as the show starts, although it will probably be significantly longer. Uh, we are going to be playing from the Absalom Gold Edition, the Beetle and Grimms is putting out. Ooh. They have a bunch of cool stuff, including some little adventures. And so I'm going to be playing on that with a character I am not allowed to talk about yet, but I'm super excited. Uh, and uh, I have let's just say I purchased makeup so that I can like cosplay this character on stream. OK, I purchased Ooh. special makeup. So anyway, you should come and see it. That's on Beetle and Grimm's uh, stream. It's twitch.tv slash Beetle and Grimm's with two M's.
0: Nice. Do you have any shout outs you want to make, James? No. Cool. Uh, I'm going to shout out. Uh, I actually just finished after a year of development and writing and everything possible going wrong. Uh, I finally finished Starfarer Species Reforged, um, with the help of many talented freelancers, editors, consultants, uh, that's going to be available for purchase at drive-through RPG on March 30th, 2022. I'm very excited to get that out to people because it basically takes, uh, a rule set that is very similar but more player friendly than uh the pathfinder second edition ancestry and heritage system and gives it to you for your starfinder games so if you've ever wanted to play a uh brawn brain com- contemplative you can do it uh, it's really funny there's art for it. he's a big buff brain <laughs> <laughs> um really fun uh and i think it's well it's it's uh, good to point out james i i you said you didn't have any shout outs but you just shouted out in discord about the most important shout out of all.
2: Oh yeah. No direction. Uh, our discord server. That's uh, right. We have a,
0: we have a discord server. Uh, you should totally come and hang out with us. We are the chillest, most, uh, calm and user-friendly and non-toxic place to talk about Pathfinder and Starfinder on the internet. You can always hang out with us. And, uh, we are all very active to different levels in different places. You'll see me a lot in Starfinder. Uh, V hangs around in (laughs) Pathfinder all the time and James anime memes. All day, at, there
1: there are an overwhelmingly uh, large number of channels to talk about. Specifically, the thing that you want to talk about, uh, but to me that makes me hide. So if you want to talk to me, I am easily summoned by doing at and then choosing my username, which is generally just Vanessa or Ninja Vanessa, and then I will show up very momentarily to discuss whatever it was you wanted to talk about. So definitely at me on those servers.
0: Definitely cool. And uh, and I guess are we doing uh, our patrons' private sanctum tonight, V? Yeah. It's, it's no direction -er. beyonder beyonder. That's right. We are -er. beyonder V and I like to hang out with people who want to hang out with us. And, uh, you know, talk about the episode or just kind of tell about our lives and ramble for a bit. So uh, whatever it is are, that
1: you want to talk about, that's your yeah. opportunity. If you're a patron, uh, you can do so through our discord and just join the channel. If you are a new patron and you're like, hey, I didn't know about this. Uh, you only have to link your patron account with discord and you'll automatically be added to the group and you'll see us in there chatting. So come on, join. You can even talk to us with your real live voice if that's something you want to do. Uh, it is basically a hangout sesh. Uh, and it's going to be for about 30 minutes at the end of
0: the show that's right so uh v and i need to go beyond her so well, until beyond-er. next time beyond so uh until next time go beyond her with no direction